The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. In a world... where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions. Panther fans unite! My name's Tony Dunn. Cody Lashney, how you doing? TK's in the house. How you doing, my friend? The stat daddy. But I think Derrick Brown, hey, man, he deserves that dab on him. Uh, dab on him, Phil Snow. Dab on him. All the same. Yeah, 100%. We can just Mine is going to go to the fullback. I'm going to dump on the Richie guy. Dab on him, Jack. I'm going to put the towel on Matt Rule. Uh, you know, y'all took all the good ones. Only one post game roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers post game show. Back to life, back to reality, back to life, back to reality. The Panthers got blanked, 26 to nothing. God dang! It's the end of 2023, and boy, it can't come fast enough for the Carolina Panthers as they lose today. 26 to nothing on the road to the Jacksonville Jaguars against a backup quarterback, And uh, everything that was good last week was terrible this week. So I guess when you have a couple of outlier moments and then you look at at when we assess a data set and then we see all of these numbers and then we have two, three outliers, they become outliers. Maybe this is what the Carolina Panthers truly are, and that is effing horrendous nothing went well today but one good thing that comes about as we end the new year is that the c3 panthers podcast is here we're here together we're locking arms with these fans and i do it every week with my wheel man cody light tony don we are coming to an end of 2023 with a big crew seg from the carolina panthers but you know what we're always gonna look forward to C324, baby. We're happy to spend the final day of the new year here with you. Can't be celebrating a victory, but you know what? We're going to celebrate just being C3. That's what we're going to do today, man. Dude, it was an abysmal, abysmal performance from the offensive line today. An abysmal performance on the wide receivers and DJ Chark crashing back down to earth, dropping three consecutive passes in a row. And we're going to talk about Bryce Young reverting back to the means on the road. But Tony Dunn, you already know that we're going to do it for the final time in 2023 with the best damn Panther fans in all of YouTube. I'm talking Panther Pickle, Al the Sailor, Blackfire, Charlotte Sports 1, 
Cody 13, Stephen Bailey, Tim Estes, our boy White Chocolate Espresso, Paisan Muscles Marinara. What's up, brother? Uh, Daniel Berry Sports Highlights, Roosevelt Mongo, Stephen Bailey, and Tim Estes. Tony Dunn, for the final time in 2023. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Bless roll. The number is 252-228-5098. Get into the cat calls. Let us know um, how you feel about the 2023 season, this conclusion to the t- year of 2023, what we thought was going to be 20C3. Maybe it is 20C3 because we came with more energy, it feels like, than the Carolina Panthers did throughout this season. But get into the calls and tell us what you thought about this game. And as someone said in the chat, I don't even know how to go forward from this. We go back just a week ago, CK, we had found a a moment of optimism, hope, and and a strong performance from Bryce Young, the Carolina Panthers offense. And despite it being a loss, we walked away with our heads high. This week, the Carolina Panthers offensive line put him out there, almost let him die out there, CK. I mean, it's it's clear uh, that this is an issue, right? Like, it's clear that this team is a bad team. Um, I hear people say it's official the Panthers suck. We were a two-win team coming into almost the last game of the season. We knew we sucked, <laughs> right? Exactly, um, CK again. Uh, well, that's great. All right. <laughs> um, well, that, that's par for the course for what we're dealing with this season, apparently. Um, man, I'm just, I'm just happy that it's almost over. That's about the extent of all I can say. I'm just happy that we're almost done with this BS. What, what's more of an issue, uh, CK's microphone or the Panthers' offense? Because they, uh, <laughs> they're both pretty bad. They accepted. it. I thought it was about to get good. What's up? What's up? Oh, no. damn. <laughs> oh, damn, dude. All right. The number's 252-228-5098. Um, one of the things is that was wild about uh, this game is that the – uh, this goes back regressing to the means uh, of what CK and I have been talking about with this defense and not that the defense and look, the offense didn't do anything. So how can you say no. the defense is the problem when the offense can't even get a first down? But what we saw here is you take away a 62 yard run from this game right here. They have under a hundred yards rushing and they have 178 yards passing, right? My point that I'm trying to get to is it doesn't take much to put up 29 points on the Carolina Panthers. No. Their number one receiver had 60 yards on the day in Evan Ingram. And uh, Etienne with a big, you know, demoralizing run. Etienne, baby, Clemson Tiger, he's been like that, man. Just puts the nail in the coffin when it comes to, you know, it, that was the ender, right? Like, it just yeah. is like this is over. Um, all right. The number's 252-228-5098. Where do you want to start, Cody? I mean, man, this I feel you have to start with this offensive line uh, really just looking absolutely terrible. Tony, you know I've been a longtime champion of playing at Kevin Kwanu at guard, and I think now it's a necessity because I really think the longer that he spins at left tackle – the more you're hurting his development down the road. 
I'm sorry. If y'all want to say I'm too soon on this, I really don't think that uh, people are calling for him to be cut be, on Twitter. And I know that's exaggerative, but to like me, it, that's too far to me. That's throwing out. No, the I mean, I the think they're part. being exaggerative, but I think if you could even say those words in an exaggerative form, it's a credence to your point. Right. He's playing terrible. And that one play where Bryce Young is on the ground holding his, uh, his lower back. It, that was it, it came a corner getting absolutely blown up. It, it's terrible. He's not good at that position. He doesn't have the necessary footwork to pass protect at a high level. And if you're going to get anything out of him, you need to get him moving downhill. I've been a firm believer of this for a long time now, but the entire O line was bad. Uh, I mean, really, uh, when you look at the O line, the wide receivers, uh, and Bryce Young, let's be frank, let's be honest, those three. That was Larry Curley and Mo out there. When there was someone open, Bryce was straight up overthrowing them and completely missing, or just outright throwing them out of bounds. Like this is well, more that of I felt like show. was at the end. You know, Bryce well, Young no, starts. No, 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 he's no, had no. slow this, starter. He's been a slow starter game. this year. It's been, but this entire game was indicative of what we have seen for Bryce the majority of the year. Even when there are some throws to be made. The offensive line destroys him before Bryce even has a chance to see the the route coming open. And then on the off chance that Bryce does get the ball in the right spot, dude, Bryce actually had some beautiful passes today downfield to DJ Chark, and DJ dropped every single one of them. So right when one part of our offense starts to do its job, the other two fail completely and utterly. It's an embarrassment on all levels of offensive ineptitude, man. I think Bryce is, at this point in his career, he looks like a rhythm player. And that is when he hits a couple, right when you start to see a couple things going well, he plays with more confidence. The throws get even more sharper. And really, I I don't know if it's even fair to call him a rhythm player when you're under duress and getting destroyed the whole time. And you just, when you have a couple of plays in a row that every, that the actual other players play well, then you play well. Maybe that's rhythm. Maybe it's corollary. Maybe it's not causal in a sense, but when Bryce can play with some confidence, he does some cool things. Right. And, but the Carolina Panthers offensive line does not allow him to do that. And, I don't know is that this offensive line is just so bad. It's hard to look at anything else on this team. They come out there. They don't run the ball at all. I don't know. This is the same Panthers team. This is the Panthers team we saw all year. Yeah. And you know, that green Bay game gave us a lot of hope for today. Like dude, everyone on the Friday free for all picked the Panthers to win. We thought they were going to be without Trevor Lawrence and our offense finally started to look alive against the Packers. So maybe this might be a performance that we can continue to grow and look better as a football team. It was absolutely trash. Our defense kept us in the game early. But another thing that we haven't mentioned yet, Tony, we were so banged up and it felt like we were um, trotting out like a handicap school. Every Frankie Louvu was hurt. Uh, his quad, is hurt, so he wasn't able to, even able to chase down tackles like he normally was. You can tell Brian Burns was banged up. Marquise Haynes got trotted off the field literally on a stretcher today. Like he's dude. always hurt, dude. That he's dude hurt, is hurt as much hurt right as now. Dante Jackson is. 
Yeah, Dante's you know, been hurt too. I mean, Dude. but like Marquise Haynes, tell me when Marquise Haynes hasn't been hurt. Like 2016, dude. It's been or whatever. I don't know if he's been that on the team. It's been a long time that he's been hurt. Um, I don't know how to judge the defense here. I'd say this game is bore. It was boring. It was bad. The first half was boring as shit. The Carolina Panthers have been able to be bad and be in games, right? Like, I mean, you go into halftime here, and the game is just not completely out of hand for how bad they have played. But anytime you need to stop, the Carolina Panthers can't get it. Anytime you need them to get a first down, it takes four downs, Cody, every time for this team to get yeah. down the field, it feels yeah. like. Um, the entire and, fourth quarter, but we're going forward on fourth down. Yeah. I mean, and in the game, in a way, like, is like Tabor's like, we're going for, I mean, and I didn't fault him, you know? I mean, you convert that one big fourth and three to Adam Thielen. But it just didn't – it doesn't take much to beat the Carolina Panthers. And the no. fact is, it didn't take anything to blank them 29 to nothing, dude. Right? Or 26, whatever it was. 29 or 26. I can't – I mean, 26 to nothing. Think yeah. about that. Think about generally if you went and you hosted a team – if the Carolina Panthers beat a team 26 to nothing and we came on this podcast – don't you think we would talk about how fucking sharp everybody was? Defense flying around, offense playing great. This team, the Jags aren't even. Their defensive line played great. Oh, they played incredible. They played lights out, dude. Uh, yeah. uh, Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker beat the living shit out of Vicky Aquanu and t- uh, Taylor Moten all day today, man. They like beat they, this team single-handedly, those two they guys. Have, yeah, they had, what, like six or seven sacks on the day total. Uh, I mean, it was just utter, utter abuse. Uh, and, it, again, it's like things don't just kind of go bad for the Panthers. It's a nuclear meltdown every single time. <laughs> yeah. like, it just reverts back to the worst thing possible. Um, I, and, look, I know that people think I've been hard on Bryce but it's really tough to watch Bryce have such a good performance that we, you know, we did the film room. Tony, we sat down, we watched the film. He made some impressive throws and he did make a few impressive throws today, but I just feel like we saw him regress and turn back into the player that we've seen all year. That one seemed gun shy two didn't seem very sure of even what he was looking at downfield. And then even when he has a guy open, just kind of sailing it over their head. Uh, I mean, uh, a, a ball that should have easily been pitch and catch. And to see that kind of regression, man, it's like now we're hoping on this final game of the season to give us just a little bit of a glimpse into the future being positive. But, dude, that game, that was not a good game for Bryce Young. We have one more right. game, right? But. But here's we do have one more game against okay, the Bucks, and that, by the way, is a, it's going to be a wild game because it's going to actually have some implications for the Bucks because yeah. now they're tied with New Orleans. And they just it, lost to New Orleans today, right. and so I would be interested to see the different scenarios that play out next week because it's going to be a big, big time game for the Bucks. Um, here's my other part I would like to point out: is what did we say about last week this offense? Right, there was. Everybody played better, and so the offensive line played better. The wide receivers played better. Um, our running game maybe wasn't the greatest, but 
they they the pieces that would allow Bryce to be good played better last week. They all regress. Every single one of them regressed this week, including Bryce. And it's almost as though it's Bryce's performance is dependent on the people around him <laughs> as well. They're correlated. Right. There's there seems to be a correlation here. When the defense or when the offense plays well, when everybody on the offense plays well, Bryce Young seems to play well. You want to know something about those impressive throws he had? Those were when he had time to throw in the pocket every yeah, single yeah. time. I kind of disagree with Cody. I mean, not disagree. Like I see Cody's point. Like there are plays that Bryce, there's some plays in ev- that Bryce needs to make or has missed. I mean, right. And that's fair. Too. That's fair. I mean, like it's not to, to just defer that discussion entirely would right. be silly. Um, at the same time, I tend to agree a lot with what CK. What I see is this is like, gosh, how the heck can this kid play when nobody else is playing well at all around him and get a little momentum. I mean, when you see this guy make throws, make reads, play with anticipation, play like put the ball, like do some great stuff. And then nobody else is doing anything. The offensive line. Look, is the offensive line. Eve has not played when they play bad. This motherfucker can't do well. He almost got killed today. This almost think about how we went last week. Everything that everything that we talked about for an entire week went different today. Right. You went from this. You went from people calling in saying what kind of dumbasses we're talking about sitting Bryce Young now. Yeah. Oh, and and, and even the people we Almost on this panel to. are starting to we we made a list. I had of a list of like sit or start consequences. And last week's game was all the positive things you could get from starting Bryce Young. Growth, experience, morale, confidence. Right? For the team, for us, the fan base. Today, Almost, if that would have been a real, like a, a significant back injury, right? Or something like that, where it's just like, oh, God, injury, mental injury. Right. That's what I had said. That's why I wanted to bench him. And by the way, I, I still maintain that I would have. Yes, you wouldn't have had that performance against Green Bay. But damn, like, who feels confident leaving him behind this offensive line? It, it's like, we're not. I'm not putting it all on Bryce, and I know no one thinks that I am. But like, there are. It's what CK talks about that compounding effect. When everything goes wrong, it goes wrong in a big time way, man. Uh, and, and I just don't want it to be a scenario where where we can't ever critique Bryce's performance and what he's done in the game just because everything is bad around him. And if you saw it today. Bryce had his very own Aaron Rodgers moment where he took the pad that he was looking at and slammed it on the ground. He was fucking pissed. Hey, guys, you got to get in the game right now. Because he knew that he missed some throws. So, look, Bryce is even holding himself accountable. I have nothing but good things to say about his leadership, about his ability to get back up after taking a pounding from a defense all game long. Dude, if anyone ever doubted the toughness of Bryce Young, this season alone has to assure you that your quarterback is ready to go out there and ball for his team. No one is denying that. But we have seen a bunch of things on film now that continue to rear their head every week. 
that's overthrowing wide receivers, that's not being able to manipulate the uh, pocket very well. It's uh, staring down your first read from time to time and not seeing other players come open. It's been a bunch of things on top of one another. Uh, a lot of great, a co- uh, lot of great people, uh, great, great things going down in the chat. I can't wait to get to the calls. Omar Barrett, I like this. I like because there's a good balance of discussion, not only on this show, I think, but also in the chat. He says, Tony, I'm not trying to hear that Bryce can't do no wrong stuff. Did you even watch the game? Right. And th- that's fair. It's like, is that there are, there's a, aside to this where it's like is there an excuse every moment for every mistake for somebody else not doing their job right um and i think that's a fair comment to bring on and i did watch the game but i will be honest i'm gonna be fully honest i had red zone on too and it was just so dang boring for um, the first three quarters that I could, right. or for the entire game right that i just like i was watching it but it was just like me right like i was i was watching it like they were playing right um another comment i wanted to highlight and this is one i had been thinking about all as this game was going on was last week's performance a step up performance by the offensive line the wide receivers and bryce young or was the green bay defense bad and the green bay packers kind of a bad team and today we played a Jaguars defensive line that was very talented. Very. Um, and a team, the Jags team, I think that a lot of people would also say was very talented. The thing is, they didn't have their starting quarterback. Yeah. But you had to beat their you just you can't beat a team just by your defense beating a second uh a backup quarterback. You got to beat their defense too. Well, and, and this team didn't mind. beat their defense on a single drive. Keep in mind, they're fighting for their lives. I mean, yeah. them, uh, the the Jaguars, the Colts, and the Texans all won today. They all have the same record. So that division is going to come down to the final game of the year, just like the NFC South is going to come down to the final game of the year. We should have uh, so known they were something motivated. Was, we should have known something was up too with a twenty-two point spread. Yes, I checked it just. To, even when we, we talked about this on the Tuesday show, I think, or on the, no, it was on the um, film review, Cody, about it being a 20 point spread. And then I was like, no, oh, maybe it was a Tuesday show. I was like, oh, I'm going to, I need yeah, to get yeah, in yeah. on that. Trevor, actually. Trevor need, dropped it down uh, four points. You thought, I thought they would, he would. Yeah. But I checked it on Wednesday night and he was still not in the game. It was up to 22. Right. Like, mm-hmm. so. They knew something was up. They knew somebody, the the Sharks, the Vegas money knew that this wasn't going to go right for the Carolina Panthers. And they were right. You bet that you could have given them 25 points. That's a crazy ass line, by the way, in the NFL. Right. I heard plenty of real professional bettors on shows today talk about this, about the Patriots bills. It's just like. I just don't feel good about 14 and a half in any matchup. Well, don't watch the Carolina Panthers game. Um, I guess the last thing I'll say, and then let's take some calls, is it really sucks that the Panthers suck this freaking bad. 
Because even if they were kind of good, I just saw, I just heard someone, uh, I was listening to Red Zone right before we started the show, and they said that the Chicago Bears still aren't out of the chase. Like, they're not mathematically eliminated yet. Which is wild. Right, right. (laughs) I was like, how is that even fucking possible? But if the Carolina Panthers have even had a seven-game winning season, we're sitting here on this podcast today talking about making a pet potentially getting into the playoffs. Yeah. Next week against Tampa Bay. I mean, it would yeah. be with, with the right situation. I mean, we could have won the, the South potentially, but no, it's uh, man, I, I, there is not a scenario. I'm not going to sit here and, and say that Bryce was a, uh, a reason that we won today, or we, he wasn't the reason we lost. He wasn't the reason he de- definitely didn't elevate this team to being a good uh, football team, but it just, I, I get so frustrated by it. it was every the, the scoreboard looks a lot worse than it was, by the way. Right. And no, it feels like it wasn't, but we had a couple of fourth down turnover on downs when we left points on the table because we, we couldn't kick a field goal because we didn't have a field goal kicker. Right. Um, and, and if that hadn't happened, we wouldn't have at the very end of the game gone for a fourth down on the 20 yard line and allowed them to get another touchdown. It wouldn't have been as bad. At least it wouldn't have felt as bad um, had we had a, a field goal kicker. Um, now the, I didn't, I'm going to ask you guys, cause I am curious about it. I didn't watch the end of the game cause I had to go do something. I just saw where Bryce had an interception. What was the situation with that interception? Uh, uh he had Tommy Jumbo open. Yeah. Yes. Tommy Jumbo open. And then, uh, Bryce overthrew it. Tommy jumped and it got tipped off of his fingers and into the hands of a defender. He, um, Rolling out on the run, first off, CK, too. It wasn't like he was throwing from the pocket, necessarily. Did the old point. Anytime Bryce does the point, nothing goes right. (laughs) I feel like. And and so Bryce is running right. It looked He threw it kind of high and behind, it felt like, to Tommy Tremble. So it's like, or, or ahead, one of the two. I can't remember as I was looking at the angle. But, like, you're wondering, is that part communication, too? Are you feeling what I'm trying to feel as I'm throwing? And it just clearly wasn't a good throw either, right? And it led to an interception. I'm trying to think is that if we go to the end of the first half, I think the score was – what was the score at the end of the first half? Um. First quarter, let's see, score of the end of the first half, nine to nothing, right? So you have a miserable first half, and it's nine nothing. Um, And then you've got the big run by Etienne, and that really started to feel like, gosh, this team just isn't going to be able to respond, right? 66 yards, 16 to nothing, but you're not completely – completely out of it ck at 16 nothing but that was the big play that goes ugh, man now the defense isn't gonna do that what's got it done and then they just chipped away at you 19 nothing uh then another then it goes to 26 right and then you hit seven at the end so this carolina panthers team really disappointing cody i want to take some calls now um i mean i really did, I don't have a tremendous a lot personally to say about this game that we haven't said in the weeks behind is 
disarray at every place. And and strangely, I mean, now you could even come back with the Panthers not really um, looking to run the ball very much in this game. I mean, could you come back? Where are the are the Thomas Brown people going to come back out and say, are there questions about play calling now? Like, it's just the same shit. Yeah, it's, it's the all same the same questions over and over. We shit. don't know about Thomas Brown. We don't know about Bryce. Like, there's all these things that we're just left clutching our pearls over. Oh, kudos um, to uh, Brian Burns because we talked shit about him all week, and he statistically was about to put up a big game with a sack in the beginning of the game. And then uh, I think it was a third down play too, maybe where uh, he forced uh, Bethard out of bounds and they called a face mask. I was in the car listening to it on the radio at that point. Um, I had to run down the street for half a second. And did you guys see the face mask? And how egregious was it? It sounded like from the broadcast that I was listening to that had Keekly, Delome, I think uh, Delome, and somebody else, and they were like, "Oh, this really stinks." I think they're gonna. At first, they didn't think it was gonna be called. Then they thought it was gonna be called. Then, then it got called, and they just basically said, "This is pretty much the story of the Panthers' season." <laughs> Person, a great play that's about to go down as a sack because you forced him out of bounds. So statistically it goes down to sack turns into a 15 yard first down. Oh, by the way, free Derek Brown, free him, free Derek Brown for kicking Robinson's ass. Dude, at least someone's out there looking to kick ass. Tony, before we go into the cat calls, I just wanted to point out something funny, how there's like always people in the chat that listen to us at different points in times. Maybe they follow us kind of throughout the season, but like you'll see people saying that, Oh, now we're, uh, you guys are defending Bryce too much. You're defending Bryce too much. At other points of the season, we've been criticizing Bryce too much. It's like you have to realize that after all we've given up to go up and get Bryce, and, and you uh, compound that with the size discussion, uh, is it big enough? Is it tough enough? Arm talent and all those things. He's always going to take up the most oxygen in the room. And I think that we need to accept as a fan base that it's going to be like that for his entire time here in Carolina is, is Bryce capable of doing it, of doing this at the highest level possible. And this entire season, we don't feel like we're anywhere closer to the truth because of one, the circumstances around him. And two, there's just not a lot to hang your hat on that says, Hey man, this guy showed me that he can be the dude going forward man do you but, think uh well by the way cj stroud balled today yeah. um from what i saw uh, do you think though there is a team any team though where the quarterback position doesn't take up the oxygen in the room like the most you know what i mean like i wonder if you look around the league today is like what team are they having the conversation today on their post game where that's not the most True. Polarizing, true. oxygenating. True, true, true. But I just think but all no, the it's like a condition. I think it's right. I think are. you're right to yeah. point it out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what, Tony C three is coming to an end. Uh, twenty C three. But uh, as we get into these cat calls, I want everyone to be thinking over the course of the show, and we'll answer it at the end of the show. What are some things you're hoping for 
in C324, baby. Oh, snap. Brand new year. Let's jump into these cat calls at 252-228-5098. Leave a message and let your voice be heard. So what are your thoughts on cat calling? Yeah, it's pretty you shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good, like and a three and a four and a who's that cat sitting in the back corner with his face buried in his nose? Who's that kid that can use one? Every fucking time, you stupid mega. God, it's just like the Panthers. We I don't put know. up a poll between the Panthers offense, CK's microphone, or <laughs> yeah, Tony's, yeah, Tony's Bluetooth problem connecting. It just said it was connected. All right. So here, talk about something for two seconds. Hey, shame them into liking. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Nope. Shame hey. them into liking the show right now, even despite these technical errors. Yeah, I mean, you heard it. Hit that button. Look, this is the biggest game or the biggest shows of the year for us, man. We got 207 people right now. You know, we don't have too many times to be able to congregate like this after a Panthers football game. So hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. We're here all year round, man. We're a year long Panther fan base podcast community, man. That's who we are. And uh, we want everybody to make their voice heard in the cat calls on the Friday free for all. We know that there's a lot of opinions right now, man, on the defense. Uh, whether or not we should or shouldn't pay Brian Burns, I kind of feel like more people are on the don't pay him train. We're going to be talking about the quarterback a ton. We're going to be talking about are the Panthers ever going to find a consistent field goal kicker? Because it sure as hell doesn't feel like it. Uh, are we ever going to get a franchise left tackle? Right now, it sure doesn't feel like it. Uh, are we ever going to get back a number one wide receiver after shipping off DJ Moore to Chicago? I don't know, man. But your opinion on all those matters belongs right here with the C3 Panthers podcast. Well done. DJ Moore had a big touchdown today, by the way. He went off, right? Like 150. Oh, holy shit, C3. We got shut out today. It's JJ. Um, couldn't even come in here with my new intro talking about some JJ can't even do that, bro. We got shut out. <laughs> we, our streak of being like the longest team without being shut out is over. Um, we stuck again. The Packers game was a fluke. No, I'm joking. I wouldn't say it was a fluke, but what I will say is, um, it just goes to show that we don't have the team. Our players suck. The O line sucks. The receivers suck. Um, and Bryce Young still has his woes, you know. Just back down to reality, you know. The Panther fans will get over it. Two wins, maybe we could get our third. We play Tampa next week, and they look like a shell of themselves today versus the Saints, which I really wanted to pick them in my pick today. But I picked the Cardinals today, and they won. So I, I was happy about that upset pick. But, you know, I'm just a genius and G and all that. That's so Trevor Lawrence wasn't shit, playing. And we still lost to the fucking Jaguars. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. But whatever, we're going to keep pounding and pray to God we get Bryson some help this offseason. Tell me what y'all what y'all think was the biggest reason we didn't score today. Because we had a few opportunities to score, but we didn't get the job done. 
whether it was from a drop pass or incompletion turnovers, some bullshit. Uh, why do you think the biggest reason we didn't score today was? I'll let you start. We'll uh, CK, why don't you start us off? Biggest reason we didn't score today. Uh, I mean, it's so hard to put that on one person. I just feel like it was a failure across the board. Okay. Uh, Cody? I mean, just the utter failure in the trenches on your offensive line. Just absolutely being just bullied, kicked around, beaten up. Uh, The story of what it's been pretty much all year. Uh, Not being able to run the football effectively for a long enough period of time. Uh, The fact that we didn't have a kicker today with Eddie pretty much being injured uh, is that we had to go for it on every single fourth down, which basically meant you knew it was going to be fourth and short. Um, I'm not even sure, man. And I hadn't even really heard about it. Now, maybe I've just been so busy basically with the holiday season and things like that, that I haven't, you know, I mean, I'm not like hyper vigilant on everything as much because around this time by nature and also just because, of the way things are, but I didn't hear, like, I mean, last week, Eddie Pinheiro, I mean, maybe did that, you know, he missed the two extra points. I didn't hear a ton of chatter though, going throughout the week though, that Eddie Pinheiro wasn't going to be right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're going for it a lot. I was like, Oh, well, we're kind of in good doubt and distance. This is aggressive. And then they're like, well, Pinheiro's hamstring. Uh, yeah. I mean, dude, every, like I said earlier, everyone was injured. Coming into this game, said it had, we had, okay. Somebody we had, we had said a long, it happened pregame today. The Pinera thing, okay. Yeah. Uh, so again, now you're in uh, fourth and long passing downs. The uh, the you know you're you're swapping bad field positions at that point in time. Uh, Do it's like a compound effect. Like we keep saying, everything that could go wrong did go wrong, and you're not able to set up the run. You're not able to pass protect. Just all bad from top to bottom. Yeah, for me, it's offensive line is the, I mean, the central answer to this because, look, it's going to take everything, and this has been the story of this season. And really, I I thought it was going to be the story going into the season that the Panthers are going to have to scratch and claw uh, for every victory or anything good all season long because, really, new coaching staff, new quarterback, you know, questions of talent. And then as we got into the season, we saw all of those things really be even more problematic than I had anticipated. But that scratch claw fight for every yard, every victory, every moment has been the story of the Carolina Panthers. I mean, even in their wins, it's taken every second of the game. Like, I mean, literally every second of the game, you have to – have these long drives i wonder if we've we've got to be one of the highest leading teams and going uh, like fourth down attempts this season i've never felt like i've watched the season of a team that had to go for it every fourth down but it really feels like the panthers need four downs to get 10 yards rather than three and every third down we got in or fourth down in situation that's when the offensive line completely failed like it was just like drop back. And uh, my friend's a Jags fan. He's sending me texts. I don't even want to text with him. He's like one of those guys that wants to talk and make fun and jag, j- uh, like jaw with you through, you know, about each team throughout the week and throughout the game. 
And I'm sitting here like, I don't even want to read this fucking text. And he's texting me stuff like this. And he's like, oh, he said, we we just killed Bryce. Then he put hashtag spinal. <laughs> and I go, I was like, I just texted back. and said, it looked like he got sacked by the whole fucking defensive line. And then they showed the replay. And it was only, it was. Did you know was, what your friend was referencing right there? Spinal? Have, you, like, have uh, you heard the, the Mike Tyson clip before? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, but, oh, but, yeah, but yeah. Like, no, but he, no, but he said, I broke my back. Yeah. The, the announcer goes, well, how that, uh, what do you mean? He said, spinal. Yeah, I remember. It's a fantastic clip. Uh, but he yeah. also fought with a broke back, I think. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah so, um, yeah, yeah offensive hey, uh, line's the answer. Hey, real quick, man. Uh, well, let's get to a couple of super chats here, man. Our Python Muscles Marinara says two words, boys. Drizzling shits. Mm. You really get the visualization with that one, too, man. Uh, and then our boy Roosevelt Mongo says Bears officially cl- officially clinched the first overall pick in the draft. Oh, does that give it to them? Because yeah, there's no yeah, boy. Wait, can the Patriots? What about the, pa- the there's Patriots? Only one, there's only one game left, and we're two games away from, I believe, it's the Cardinals. Either what about the, the Cardinals or the Patriots have... Uh, either the uh, Cardinals or the Patriots have uh, number two right now. Okay, let's take the next call. <laughs> oh, fool's gold, Pythons. Fool's fucking gold. That Green Bay game, I wasn't about to be fooled by that shit. Right now, end of the third quarter, I think they just got their first first down since the opening drive. Fucking yay. Panther football is back, baby. 19 nothing. This whole team is just fucking shit-stained swamp ass. Every single one of them. Fucking, I gave Bryce his flowers last week. I'm going to give him his flowers to his fucking grave today because holy shit. And Icky Aquato, fucking, this guy's just another fat fuck that wears a t-shirt in a swimming pool. Holy shit. Dang. Yeah. T-shirt. Fucking everything just. Oh, fuck me. T-shirt. Now we're back to this again, huh, boys? All right. Hope you guys have a good night. I'm making some baked mac and cheese with some fucking chicken cutlets. Nice. When it comes to the standings, yes, it does clinch. The commanders have four wins. The Cardinals have four wins. The Bears are going to be a seven-win team with the number one pick. Two wins for the Carolina Panthers, and let's see, in the AFC, Pats four wins, Chargers five wins, uh, Titans five wins. So by a long shot, the uh, Panthers were the worst team in the NFL. The number's 252-228-5098. Let's go to Chuck in Elizabeth City. Hey, guys, it's Chuck from Elizabeth City calling. I got two things I want to say. First off, if this game comes to close to an end, I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. We've only been shut out three times in our history. First time was in Dom Capers last year, way back in like 1997. We got beat by Denver, shut out. The next two times we got shut out was John Fox's rookie coaching year. I think that was 2001, 2002. And we got beat twice that year, shut out both games by Atlanta. So it's been well over 20 years since we've been shut out. And here we're going to get shut out today. The only other thing I got to say is Scott Fitter can take his damn double chins and carry his fucking ass. 
because ever since he's been the GM, he has dismantled the great players, traded away draft picks, acquired nothing, and has gained nothing. And even when he's got a really good hit on a free agent like like he did with his son, Reddick, he kept him one year. He's shit. And the quicker that guy packs his bags and gets his fat ass out of Carolina, the better off we'll be. Who did he say? Need to pack their bags and get out of here? Uh, play the end of it again. I missed that because, let's see. To... Hey, guys, it's tough. He's got a really good hit on a free agent like like he did with his son, oh, Reddick. He kept him one year. He's shit. And the quicker that guy packs his bags and gets his fat ass out of Carolina. Okay, Scott Fitter. Uh, yeah, and I think that look will be, you know, last week, last week's performance really just in um, kind of psychologically distracted us um, from what the real focus of the discussion going forward is going to be from this point on, which is how do you how do you organize this front office in a way to start creating momentum for success? And, you know, obviously that restructuring, the answer has to, part of that answer is a new coach, right? I mean, that's clear because you fired your coach this year, but the wonder now will be continuing to look to see if um, the Carolina Panthers feel that Scott Fitter is, is really a positive part of that solution or a, going to be part of it at all and right now to be honest is i don't see a real reason why he should be and and without me wanting to be i try to avoid being like that oh this guy's terrible fire this person right because you know you feel like this is if you've ever been in a job where people judge you right is that people can tell you suck but then you got to go up there and be able to do it better than they do Right, man. And so it's easy to say this dude sucks, 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 sucks. But we also it's not an easy job. You got to go and be able to do it. But there's not a lot of positive resume. Right. So if you look at a new teacher, say, for instance, we were talking about like a teacher and they they go out there and they give a class, you know, the first five years of any job, you're not really great at it. You know, you might you're running on talent your first five years. You know, you're not running on experience. You're running on potential and talent and things like that. So, like, if you went back and you looked at the classes I taught when I first started teaching, in my, in one way, they're fucking awful. In another way, hey, you're like, that's pretty good for your first day teaching or something like that. My thing is, is what are the strengths you pull away from Scott Finnerer in his tenure here? And I don't think there are a lot of positives to pull out of it. Right yep. now, it's like, I mean, you just Coming. don't have a lot of things to point to that are like, hey, well, he did this despite this. Oh, he was able to do this in the midst of two coaching changes. Is right now, we don't have good players. There's questions about the draft. There's questions about all of this stuff. And it really feels like if you are going to, that part of moving forward just requires moving forward at the front office and letting that front office have um, the vision, the chops to be the ones that hire the coach. I think that the general manager needs to be the one. I think we have to hire this general manager and then David Tepper needs to step back some 
And I'm not saying remove himself entirely because I doubt that the billionaire is going to remove himself entirely from the process of hiring the head coach. But we need a GM that goes in there and is leading the push. Leading the push for the coaching hire and then preparing for the NFL draft. The number's 252-228-5098. Let's take another call. Podcast brothers, y'all just witnessed that horrible fucking game. How in the fuck you can't score one fucking point? 26 to nothing. We need help, man. I swear it's like our damn franchise has been fucking snake bitten. How the hell Panero fuck up his hamstring in pregame warm-ups, man? I'm like, are you fucking serious, man? So you can't kick, so we ain't got no damn field goal kicker. I'm like, come on, dog. And Bryce looked horrible today. Our defense looks fucking horrible. That's why all the people talking about we should keep damn double E as defensive coordinator. I told you from the get-go, his fucking defense fucking sucks, man. He needs to get the fuck up out of here. And I do not want him as the next head coach for the Panthers. Hell no. Not him. Not damn Brown. Because the offense didn't look all that good either, man. And our offensive line did not hold up at all today, man. Shit, Bryce got sacked on how many damn times? This is, I'm saying, I'm, I don't know about y'all, but I'm ready for this season to be over. Like, for real. And I don't know who the new head coach is going to be, but this team needs help. It'll get better, though, y'all. Couple more games and we'll be done for the season. <laughs> Keep pounding, y'all. Derek Brown wants this season to be over or this year to be over as well. Big shout out to Panthers underscore SZM Panthers season with a 9.99 super chat. Thank you so much for your support of the show. He says, "I don't know how much longer us fans can keep pounding. This is terrible." Um, you guys can support the show by smashing the thumbs up button, subscribing, considering being a C3 super fan, even throughout the off season, $1.99 a month will help us continue to grow and expand content. Also get you some cool things like uh, we had a Bryce Young jersey giveaway for the Mega Mingo, and that only went to C3 super fans will continue to expand that. I agree with the caller that nobody from this coaching staff should be in consideration for um, anything really to do with the Carolina Panthers in the future. I don't care. I don't even want Tabor, any of these guys back. I know none of this complete start over at this point. On top of that, Cody, how are you going to hire a guy for head coach when the damn color commentator doesn't even know his name? (laughs) He goes, uh, yeah. then he just mispronounced his name. Like, come on, you know you're gonna have to say this before the game, bro. Yeah, learn you, this I, one name. It's also, not one of the harder names. Uh, like, if it was, uh, there's a lot harder names, right? Like Adana Kengakwe or whatever. You're good at name pronunciation, by the way. I always, I pride myself on that. I feel like you should say someone's name correctly if they're not that hard. Well, sometimes um, though it's hard to know what the right. exact pronunciation is. Right. Is it Ejiro? Like is it Ejiro? I think it's a Giro Evero, right? Or is time, it a Giro? I would definitely mess up a name reading it on the first time, but once I know how to say it, I say. I feel right. like I would meet with the Panthers press team if I was the color commentator and just be like, "What is the exact pronunciation of this name?" So I don't yeah, get yeah, wrong. Yeah, right, 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 right. Um, 
By yeah, the way, know. press Panthers press team. I'd love to meet with you and talk about the exact uh, pronunciation of that name and how we can forge some sort of relationship going forward with the C3 Panthers podcast. Oh, we would love that. Um, I mean, going forward, uh, when it comes like, look, let's be real. No one from this staff is getting hired to be the next head coach, nor should they. Okay? I don't want to. Like, yeah. One of those seasons where you, you just burn it down. Like you're, you're going to have to build up. Um, at, at the end of the season, look, I'll, I'll let y'all know the one thing that has the ability to give me hope about the Carolina Panthers moving forward, and it is only if they fire Scott Fitterer. If they end up keeping Fitterer on board, I have no faith in their ability to right. actually draft correctly or to go out and get the correct players in free agency to actually build around Bryce Young. Um, the sad part is, is I don't know if it will happen because I feel like David Tepper loves the type of guy, uh, who says, uh, how high when you tell him to jump. And I feel like that's what David Tepper is. I mean, uh, pardon me. That's what Scott Fitter is. Yeah. David oh Tepper. no. I mean, he's a wet noodle I've used and I feel mean saying that he was a good person that could work between two weird personalities and David Tepper and Matt rule. Right. But he is a lack. He's a David Tepper lackey at this point. You know? Um, all right, let's go to Anthony and Charlotte. What's up C3. It's Anthony from Charlotte. Not going to make waste much time with this. That was the worst Panthers game I've ever watched. Bryce young played bad. Um, he, he did have some nice throws. DJ Chark dropped him again. Um, you know, this is the worst Panthers team in history. Like, it is just the coaching's bad. Nothing's good. And I'll take back everything. Yup, Evero sucks. They can't stop a nosebleed. I get it. Brian Burns had his nice daily sack today, so that was okay to see. But, you know, I feel really bad for the kid. I think I think the team's just drained at this. Like, they're just drained. They're ready to, you know, go into – um go into um, the next season. And, uh, yeah, this team sucks, and it's hard being a fan. It really is. Like, this is the Panthers. One week of, oh, potential. Next week, back to reality. And that's what it's been like. And, David Tepper, you have to fire the front office. This offensive line you put in front of the kid is a joke. The receivers you put in front of the kid are a joke. The defensive signings have not been impressive. The cornerbacks are still getting – dude, some random-ass practice squad guy got cooked by Jamal Agnew, who's not even a real wide receiver. He comes in one – he probably gets one deep catch a game. Like, they didn't do anything to us. The game was close the whole time. Like, it's like we start out as badly possible as you possibly can, and it's just like there's no hope for this team. Like, there really isn't. Are we expecting them to be able to build around Bryce Young? Probably not. I mean, that's just the case at this point. I know he's had a shaky season. I've seen some flashes. But, like, I think, like, when you're on such a pitiful team that you know what the outcome's going to be every week, you lose confidence in yourself. You go into those games and say, it, it's going to be hard for me to get this done. And I just feel like that's how it's been. Um David Tepper, I hate you. Scott Fitter, again. Like, I know I keep talking about this guy, but he is the main culprit. Thomas Brown, we know he's fired, okay? We, we know he's fired. But are you kidding me with, like, 
the way this roster is constructed, it's fucking awful. Let's just be happy we got that one shining glimmer game last week because, holy shit, that is like hitting on a parlay plus like 10,000. 10, it's fucking insane, this team. And I'm honestly ready for the season to be done. Expect our asses to get fucking whooped next week because the Bucks are lost to the Saints today, which means if they win next week, they get in the playoffs. We're going to get dicked down next next week. Anthony from Charlotte, I'll be back with another call. I'm pissed off. As uh, Thank you, Anthony, uh, for the call. As personal fouls fly in Cincinnati, offsetting Cincinnati, uh, Jamar Chase uh, was getting upset. I want to see what really happened. Uh, fighting with a cornerback over not much. Look, they're jawing, jawing Sneed, a push from Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is pushing a push back. Now they're getting after each other. Holy cow. That brings me back to my point of Derek Brown. Um, this moment, if you watch the Derek Brown, like incident, what was wild, dude, and he might be now my number one, have a man in a fight person, you know, like you asked the question, like what Panther in history would you want to have? Uh, has as a like in your as a back like on your back like as a buddy in a fight i think Derek brown is my guy if i got Derek brown behind me i'm talking shit almost to anybody dude he went he was about to he, the whole point he was getting in he was a john with cam robinson right but when he walks up at the very beginning another lineman or player walks up to him and he just grabs this little guy by the face mask and just holds him off right here. And he just, it's just like, wait. And the guy's just like waiting patiently. Like, <laughs> like he's like, Oh, I guess like he just is like, I'll take care of you in a second bowl. Hey, it was fucking I wild. Love that that he wants is- that smoke, bro. Yeah. It is, there, uh, here's one of the, one of the guys on the team that he's willing to fight about some shit. And I like that. Damn it. Does anyone have pride on this football team? Is anyone willing to fight for something? I know Derek Brown is. That is the one player that I guaranteed want on this team for the foreseeable future. Maybe Frankie Louvre too, but definitely Derek fucking Brown, man. That dude is a dog. Yeah, dude. He's been uh, fantastic. We'll go back to Anthony Anthony and Charlotte for part two. Yeah, so back with the part two. Um, um, yeah, I don't really know what to say anymore. It's just depressing, and it, it's just like it, – it's so hard being a fan, and, and you really don't have any hope under David Tepper in this, this front office. I mean, this just whole thing – like, first off, Iki Aquanu is not a left tackle, and the fact that, like, People like Sheena, I'm sorry, Sheena and Bash, I disagree with you this. That fuck the bullshit that you didn't draft him to be a guard. Who the fuck cares if he's a fucking Quentin Nelson or Zach Martin type of guard? That's way worse than six overall pick. He's the worst left tackle. Then you got guys like Cade Mays and Gabe Jackson. Yeah, that Gabe Jackson move ain't saving fucking, ain't fucking saving, um, what do you call it? Scott Fitter's job trying to like get his ass. Dude, they need to all be fucking fired. And, like, there's no excuse for them to come back. There's absolutely no excuse. It, it just doesn't make – it, it's not – you can't 
look us in the fa- face and say, yep, we're bringing, we're running it back with this crew. You should have fucking cleaned house when you fired Frank Wright. Why are we doing this one-off and one-on-again bullshit? And I know I sound like a broken record because I've been saying this every week until last week because I wanted to enjoy the win last week. I really did. Like, but it's just back to reality at this point. And it sucks, man, seeing the quarterback struggle so bad. It really does. It's like even when he throws nice passes, they fucking get dropped. I just think it's a collective failure overall. I mean, first off, we almost got the kid killed within the first two minutes. Like, our offensive line couldn't pick up a fucking stunt at all. And it's like, dude, why haven't they tried putting next putting Ian Thomas? If Ian Thomas is such a good blocker, why haven't they tried putting his ass fucking next to um next to Ian um, next to Iki Aquanu the whole season? So Thomas Brown, who gives a fuck about him? Chris Tabor, this is his first time being a coach. He doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, it's just like, dude, fuck David Tepper, fuck that guy. The fact that you're keeping Scott Fitter around. And acting like we're only a quarterback away and acting like we didn't need we need to save money instead of getting Bryce's weapons is absolutely bullshit. DJ Moore has fucking thirteen hundred yards on the season in like ten touchdowns and like ninety catches. Fuck all you people that were saying he wasn't a wide receiver one. We should have kept him instead of Brian Burns because he doesn't drop easy wide open throws. Anthony from Charlotte, I'm done with this team. I'll always be a fan, but this team fucking sucks. I'm watching the Cincinnati game right now, and Jamar Chase is unstoppable. This guy, he's on a five-yard route to the end zone, right? I mean, they're like on, I mean, maybe it's not. It's like, uh, they're like maybe, say, on the 10-yard line, right? But they're in in the red zone. And this guy had to grab his jersey and hold his hand to have any chance versus him. I mean, he's just like a Tyreek in a way. It's just like not in the same type of player, I mean, necessarily, but like just something so special about him. And you know what? You look at this and you go, the Panthers don't got that guy. They don't no, got a guy um, like that. They could really use his no. help there. Um, well, because we don't have that guy and because the offensive line is so bad, uh, one of the things I asked the chat in a poll uh, is, is Bryce Young seeing ghost uh right now it's 75 percent or no 72 percent yes 28 percent no with over 196 votes before we go to the next cat call how would you boys answer that uh one how would you define seeing ghost and do you think that's what's happening to bryce um no, no i don't think no. so i don't think so i mean i think uh i would say um like the, the seeing ghost things is basically just him throwing it straight to another team every single time he like that was that was the thing with Sam Darnold like he walked away with like four interceptions and they're like what's happening I'm seeing ghosts I don't equate that to the same thing with Bryce Young. I think this is we're just seeing what Bryce Young has had what he has done throughout the season, and that is when the offensive line plays bad, which is every week, but last week. I mean, think about that. There is like, if you go back throughout the season, you may have said three games where the Panthers offensive line was serviceable or good. I think he just gets, and if, if seeing ghosts means this is playing with the anticipation of being destroyed, 
then yes, right? Is like Bryce Young, when his play has broken down, it's because the line has been consistently bad. And then he starts playing too fast, too, you know, out of structure. I don't know what the correct terms are sometimes, like, right? Is like getting a little ahead of himself. That's where some of the overthrows I feel like come from. It's like, oh shit, I'm about to get crushed. So instead of waiting for that guy, particularly, I think it was a mango pass maybe in the first half coming across the middle and it was open and he just threw it too ahead and too far down the field. And it felt like it was just like, oh, their collapse pockets start to collapse. I got to get rid of it. Yeah. So if that's what seeing ghosts means, then yes. Right. Is like we I think when we saw Bryce Young play poorly throughout this season, it came on the heels of bad offensive line play and bad wide receiver play, which led to him then to not trust those moments, to not trust the coach and to not trust the receivers, to not do those things. And when we have seen him play well, he's been a rhythm type player that's had a couple of plays to settle in a couple of catches get made. And then I feel like you start seeing him have confidence and throw on time and with anticipation, with kind of confidence. And he didn't have that. And, you know, to be honest, Cody, with his best game last week, he didn't start out perfect in the first quarter. Right. And so when you get is really been slow starts for this Carolina Panthers team. Uh, I mean, and or non-start, should we say, but even with the best offensive performance last week, it really didn't come until they started making noise in the third and fourth quarter. Right. So is I guess there's a lot of ways and it may, a little bit means like what the heck um, he's just, Gosh, poor guy, poor guy just almost got killed. And then to go back to Anthony's point about the, the icky at guard, I don't think what you drafted him to be matters when it comes to an offensive lineman at this point is that, yeah, you want him to be a left tackle. That's what you had hoped he was going to be. And that's what you anticipate he was going to be. It's not like you're like, oh, we drafted you to be quarterback, but now we're going to need you to play tight end. That's different. Yeah, it's not yeah, like exactly. that's a different thing. Is this is just saying, look, you're a liability right now at this position, and you could be a strength at this position. Yeah, and it's you know you make a great point. It's still playing the offensive line. It's not like a from punter to quarterback or it's, from defensive end to tight end. Yeah, and I also I agree with what uh, Anthony was saying on the call. This notion that. Oh, well, you're drafting him at left tackle. You can't not play him right. at left tackle. Like, yeah, the fuck you can, dude. You can do it real fucking easy, too. Put him at left guard. See how he does. I'm willing to bet he looks a lot better than he does at left tackle. I, I mean, dude, he has the worst feet for the left tackle position. It, it, it's bad. He has no recovery maneuvers. And he's going to get Bryce hurt. Let's go to Panther Pickle. Hey, you guys, this is Panther Pickle. Let me tell you what, I'm not upset at all. I know people are, and some people, but you, you just, you got to remember, some of us signed off a month ago. They just said, this is just a, uh, see what you got season. And right now, after looking at this game, when you face a real talented defense, your ass ain't got much. Excuse me. Um, he just ain't. Um, 
you know, uh, maybe this is a clear sign that um, every position on this roster needs addressed. That's the real sure point. Not all of them are going to be addressed, but all of them need to be addressed. Amen. Um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I wonder. I wondered a little bit about kicker last week, and people kind of shut me down real quick. Um, now, what do you think? Um, you know, um, it's the end of the year. Uh, your backup linebacker has to kick, has to do kickoffs. And field goals because Johnny Hecker can't. Uh, I'm not certain about that. If that's the case, we might ought to consider getting a new punter. Um, <laughs> I mean, and uh, left tackle. Well, let me just say this: I'm going to call it. I called it on Twitter. I believe Icky's a bust. I'm not certain Icky could do good at guard anymore. I'm just not. So. He hasn't shown the ability to hold the outside containment at all. Um, the way they like to spread your offensive line out now, I think he could be beat be at guard just like he does the outside. But uh, we'll keep pounding. And um, you know what, haters? Shut the hell up anyway. Because that's what you should always do. Uh, <laughs> that's what you should always do. A uh, great down. point uh, that I think is, or a great way to say it is, every position will not be addressed, but every position needs to be addressed, right? For the Carolina Panthers, and I mean, if the only one you can't say you could even argue that does it might be the quarterback, just because you've already invested in it. So it's like whatever you do won't uh, address the investment, right? But I mean, defensive line needs help. Linebackers need them. We need uh, a lot. You just need them. Well, we I don't need even a lot. Know, you know, you need and every offensive line position. We have the general manager to navigate all of the shit that we need, man. Everything. You know what is this? Is every single thing is what you need. Uh, the numbers two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Let's go uh, back to the calls. What's up, C three Tim Lock? Boy, fat outing was like getting caught in a graphic. Traffic jam with explosive diarrhea and hay fever. That was oh, just God. the biggest pile of shit I've ever seen. Anyway, <laughs> um, at least Carolina keeps setting records. I think today oh. we allowed the most sacks by one player in an NFL game. I mean, that, that's an accomplishment. That's what? something you can hang your hat on. Anyway. It's what just do we been do? rough, man. I, it, it's hard to say anything nice. Hey, I, I got something Panthers. to show y'all. I, okay. I, I will always love my Panthers, but God almighty, are they making it hard to like them this year. All right, man. Y'all take care. Peace out. Um, you got, so, Cody? Uh, David Tepper. And I saw this because Joe Person was the one that retweeted this. Uh, David Tepper threw a drink uh, at a Jaguars fan. Oh no. So he's like, this is Fitter. He's like off to the right, right here. Oh, oh no. Watch. Y'all saw that? He no. did it from off camp. Yeah, watch it. 
Hold on. So he throws I'm the like, drink like, uh, right there. Oh, yeah. Right there. Oh, right there. Oh. Right there. Threw the drink and then flicked the cup. Wow. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, don't be mad because your fucking dick is all in the pudding, stupid. Oh, no. You have no one to blame but yourself, you fucking moronic loser. God. There might God, not be a person who... throwing a drink at a fan. Dude, what, a he... Dude what, what type of punishment will come from that? That's going to be a major punishment. Wow. Hey, man, just, just see it here on the C3 Panthers podcast, bro. The owner of the Carolina Panthers is a punk. That's Whoa, some bro. shit right there. And that dude was ready to fight. I had to scrap his ass up, too. Man, man, I don't even know how to react to this. So I'll start by saying this is Tepper has become more disliked every day as he's been the owner of the Carolina Panthers for That's every. It's got to be a first. Holy shit. I don't know. Have we seen what's like the equivalent of something we've seen? And, and this is really what has uh, what has really upset me about David Tepper as he has gone on these podium things. And this is just one example of it is that you I just anticipate that these super, super rich people fucking just believe the whole world should be about them. Right. It's like the whole that we're just their little minions that and we we need to be nice to them and kiss their ass and suck their you know what's when they tell us to and not cause them any problems. Because imagine, I mean, a regular person throwing a drink on someone is fighting fucking words in a, at a game. Imagine it. I've been in some. I'm a. I get. I'm. I'm one of these guys that sadly does not walk away, or doubt like um, de-escalate things. I escalate shit. So like I like the last. I'm and half the time it's with other Panther fans. I'm in fucking getting problems with or something. Oh no, I was at a another one game and I like bumped the guy in front of me. And just a little bit. And he looked back. He was an old guy. I was like, I was like, I'm sorry, dude, man. Let's just celebrate. We're excited. He said, well, don't do it again. And I accidentally, did, you know, jumped up and bumped into him before. And then he was like, I told you. And I was like, well, let's go, fucking old man. Then, like, I mean, this guy right here believes that he should be able to do this. Yeah. Dude, it's, it's, it shows you his mentality. Hey, why, why were we ever hopeful that a fucking billionaire hedge fund manager was a good dude. dude you know what I'm saying? He, like, this is fucking, like, we he's like we the guy from some, Billions, dude. Bro. Minch. Dude, he needs to get fucking slapped in his face, dude. Well, let's he's pull about it down get, before dude, we get demonetized. He's something. about oh. to, it's not, it's social media. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, it's, uh, he's about to get sued, bro. Like, think about what happened with De Devontae Adams that one game where uh, he basically knocked over the guy who worked for the NFL. Um, this is a fan in the stands getting assaulted by David Tepper. Like, uh, and it's a yeah. billionaire. Hey, this dang. dude is like, <laughs> I'm like, uh, oh, he's walking out of there 29 to nothing and $29,000 coming in my bank account. No, you, you, 29,000. That dude's going to be pushing for like half, uh, half a mil, dude. He's like, he's a billionaire. He can afford it. Man, David Tepper, throw a drink in my face. Give me $50,000. I'll let you do it. Bro, or would you let David Tepper throw a drink in your face for the ability to punch him in the face? 
dude. I, I think I do that. Is hey Tepper, throw this drink in my face. I'll let you throw the drink in my face if I can punch you in the face. He needs me to be the GM so I can tell him uh, as a billionaire when to sit down and shut the fuck up. For you a know what? Bit. You go in there and you tell him uh, to like they got rid of Russ's office. You need to get rid of David Tepper's office when you're the David. What? Did, I want, yeah. Oh, let's see what Fitter did. Pull it back up. I want to see I, what I was Fitter does. Yeah. Does Fitter or see it? We need to pay attention. Does Fitter or see it? What is he doing in this process? As you pull it up, I'm going to play the next call. It is short. I got it right here. Yeah, what's up, guys? Uh, you know, Sal. He doesn't have the reaction. Um, no, no, man. At first, the game started like, something, but what's the name of Bryce? It's the old line, like, icky. Oh, he doesn't look. That motherfucker, bro, because he's trash as fuck. But then it's just like, three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. How many, how many backup quarterbacks do they have to lose in this season to like, I don't know, bro. Like, I'm just disappointed in the whole season. Like, I don't know. Got to enjoy the fucking new year this year, bro. But it was all right. I want to. I want to break down this video. It was all right, man. I don't know, man. It's not all right. It's not all right. Is this TikTok? Fucking team's trash. Where's the Instagram? Only shit down. Well, it's on Instagram, but I found this off of Twitter. All right. I I need to. I'm following this person's handle right now. Um, I can't believe I just found that and we're. Pl- t- pl- like watching this on the show right now dude this is wild so a couple of things I, I, what i want to break down is fitterer is he's standing there i don't know if he's engaging with this fan or what have you it looks like he's just avoid but the fact he doesn't even look over at tepper tells me a couple of things that relationship is not great between the two of them um he's not trying to stop tepper he's not trying to be like hey man we got to Got to calm down. This isn't a good look. He's not doing any of that shit. He's not even look. After he throws the drink and slams the cup down, you think he would at least look over like, what the fuck? What's going on? Why? Did you just do that? He didn't even look, bro. He stayed hands in pocket, eyes down. I don't even know if he was looking at the fan. If, or he might have been just looking straight at the field. Uh, that is wild, bro. That is wild. I am messaging Christy Hansberger right now who got this. And I'm going to ask her to come on the show on Tuesday and tell us about it. Because yeah, somebody, in have comments, somebody in the comments said this is, I thought is a great point is something, uh, wonder who it was Preston Lynch. He says, wonder who caught it. They must've known something was happening. So there's some jawing going on. You could see to a uh, fitter talking, like kind of smiling and laughing, like shut the fuck up kind of thing. And then Tepper comes on that. Holy cow. Breaking news here. The billionaire hedge fund owner is Dude, a dick. I just hate people still be still are just recording in uh portrait mode like that. Like pull that thing landscape, bro. We need to see the whole picture. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to the next call. Hey guys, Charles Sports One here. Uh man, I don't know. This Panther fan was just uh, kind of depressed today. Uh, you know, we got a we got a little fluky uh, uh, opportunity last week, and you know we were we were able to move the ball down the field, and you know we looked like some sort of semblance of what an offense could potentially look like. And 
last week my call was all about progression, and this week my call was all about regression. I mean, they just didn't look good at any phase of the game. There wasn't one player that I could say that, you know, actually played a solid game of football today. I mean, the defense did what they were supposed to do, you know, uh, to be honest, you know, uh, for the majority of the first half, that game was 9-0, you know, and I mean, we held them without a touchdown. So, I mean, for me, uh, it, it's a little win, but it's a very, very little win. Um, for me, I, I, I need to see more offense and, you know, we're not going to get that kind of play, um, from the players that we have. So, um, I'm looking for the silver lining here, guys, and I'm glad that, uh, P3 is still the biggest reason that the Panthers fans have optimism this year. Um, you know, it's not from what the team is putting out, but, uh, y'all boys are putting, still putting out, uh, the best content out there. So, uh, we appreciate that, and we're, uh, we're we're we as Panther Nation are grateful for C3 because that is the most entertaining part of a Sunday um, in this uh, this season. Um, so uh, with that, uh, <laughs> yeah, guys, thank you. Keep very- in for next year. Thank you very much for the kind words. Happy New Year to all. Uh, I did message Christy Hansberger. Said, hey. Uh, would you be willing to come on our podcast? Just tell us a little bit about how that went down. Our owner's popularity is at an all-time low right now. Right? I put right now. <laughs> right now. So this I just is want to make sure that we leave it up so that everyone can see this. All 201 people watching the show right the now. I, I, retweet, I retweeted this. Uh, dude, th- this is abysmal. After Look, he, this man has been the laughing stop of NFL ownership the past year. It used to be Dan Snyder. Now it's David Tepper. I mean, this man cannot get out of his own way. Now imagine the myriad of different comments and articles that are going to be written about this old Dr. Scrooge curmudgeonly piece of shit embarrassing himself and embarrassing Panther Nation. At this point, if you're a Panther fan, we have every right to be embarrassed. This man is embarrassing us. It's bullshit, man. Dude, you think, uh, what was the media reporter that he was beefing with? Uh, it wasn't Joe Person. It was, um, what was the guy that he wouldn't answer uh, questions Scott Fowler. Yes, yeah, Scott yeah. Fowler. Dude, wait till Scott Fowler gets a load of this. Bro, one. dude. And, this and, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Think Joe about the Lennor. pieces that are, there, there, there's going to be a reprimand for this. This can't, this, if, if he can get fired or if he can get fined, for criticizing the referees like you've got to imagine there is some sort of a disciplinary action that's going to take place with regard to and it can't just be monetary right it's got to be something more and the only thing i'm worried about is that it's going to punish the franchise more meaning like we'll lose draft picks similar to what happened with dolphins oh gosh if they punish us like that i'm gonna be fucking more mad at this motherfucker dude i listen here's the thing you I won't be mad have- at the NFL. I will be mad at him. This is a Tepper tantrum. I it's, coined that oh phrase. It's a God. Tepper tantrum. And he throws them all the time. He's a fucking... <sighs> he needs to sell the team, man. Dude, how, how funny is it that in such a short amount of time, we're already hoping or he can and just praying not be a dick. that more shit like this happens so that way he can get kicked out 
in a fucking short amount of time and be forced to sell this I, shit. Dude. I do, do like think- that he has to have that the windows are open here. Imagine, like, I wonder who we get would get more shit from right now is if there was a f- bunch of panther fans sitting in front of that window or these jag fans the fact that they get the jaw back and talk shit they must have whatever this kid was saying to this guy must have really irked him dude you know can i can i just point out something hilarious <clears throat> uh joey the blind panther Escovel says if he did that shit to me it would have been on site bro oh god nice um, on site i was at a, a those are his words I went to a ECU baseball game. I was 16 years old, I think, right? And back in the day where ECU baseball, where they call the jungle, which is the outfield, you used to be able to just, like, walk up to that mug and carry up coolers. So the jungle way back in the day before they made it really part of the stadium was, like, loony. It was but wild. don't you think it's also surprising that there isn't glass right there? Well, they can that- close it. You see, they got the windows open. It must have been a nice day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So I was at this ECU game, and I was a kid, and I remember, like, I was drinking beer with some older guys that, for the, you know, I didn't drink. I remember I had my first Guinness this day, and I poured it out, and I tried to hide it from these guys because I was like, man, I was not ready for this Guinness, bro. <laughs> Love Guinness now, though, by the way. Um, but this one guy, his name was Mark Benton. He gave a master class in talking shit to these outfielders that were right there. Like, cause we were sitting right behind the left field outfit and he would talk about this guy's last at bat to him. Like, you know, throughout the inning, he was just putting on a master class of talking shit to this dude. So much so that we were walking out of the stadium. And as we were walking out, the team bus was driving by. They stopped the bus and the coach got out and fucking gave this dude, Mark, a mouthful for how much shit he talked to this guy. Like, I mean, he, I was like, it was just like, whatever he said, fucking push the right button there. Yeah. But you know what, Tony? Do you really think it takes a lot? To push this asshole's buttons. No, no, but I, I do want to know what he much. said. I wish we could have oh, a fucking sure. audio no, recording. Keep on messaging whoever that woman is. We need to get her on the show. We need to break this scoop. C3, we got to do this, baby. Uh, I, I, I can't even believe I'm playing this right now. Uh, what an embarrassment of a man. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, like uh, Hollywood Gaming says, the fact that he turned and tucked tail and ran, like he was out of there bro he was out of there he threw that shit and he's mad and he know he shouldn't have done it and he he didn't want no fucking smoke she's pulled a god and those look at the jags and he's right there with jag fans the thing that sucks is there a piece of glass in between them yeah but that's what i'm saying there is no piece of glass no between the next box you see these jags fans are not in the box with this owner right you see the people that got the crown on yeah i wonder Cause you see this guy peeks around. He's like, what a fucking Scott Fitter. He's like, I can't, what am I supposed to do about this? Yeah. And if, if I like how that guy, guy like he was going to be able to climb in that window just, and do Fitter anything. Just nodding, nodding, uh, in approval, like a good yeah. little lackey, a good little yeah. lap dog. I got to uh, go and give this guy handy afterwards anyway. Uh, dude, how uh, dude, you next know what's call. the unfortunate thing about that yeah. is? 
a billionaire is never in a position to be checked. Normally, right. if, you, yeah, if, yeah. You, if you do some shit like that to another man, but you better be ready to fucking throw hands because now it's on. But David Tepper knows that there was never going to be a fight. Right, because imagine if you punch David Tepper in the face, how much he can ruin your whole life economically. Yeah, it's such, it's pussy shit. If you really wanted to get confrontational, you should have thrown that shit and gone down there and got confrontational. Don't run away like a pussy. All right, so here's here's my idea. All right, you guys ready for my idea? We need to get in touch with whomever this is. If this is, in fact, a Panthers fan, we need to... We need to say, hey, listen, we'll start promoting the GoFundMe to, you know, to to increase your uh, your defense fund um, or your your legal fund to be able to pursue legal action. The only settlement you will accept is a hundred thousand dollars in agreement that he will sell the Panthers uh, <laughs> moving forward. Like, I mean, at this point in time, like this is this is so hysterical, think- and it's embarrassing as a Panthers fan. Yeah, 100. I mean, totally. I think this is what we've seen from him in the press conference conferences, though, is just the verbal. It's just a verbal form of this. The talking down to the he's a man child. Hmm. All right, let's go to the next goal. So, guys, Chase Manson. Yeah, offense looked like the offense did for the season. But how about the defense, man? Jaguars literally had only three starters on offense. Three. Three starters on offense. And the defense looked stupid. Mm. I wonder what it says in the top right of her Instagram. Can you see those little words at the top right? Uh, yeah, let me I check. can't tell. Uh, Man, I just, I no, can't. it's if it's people should tag oh, oh, okay. Is that what it is? All right. I got you. All right. Uh, let's go to another call. We only got a couple hey, more. what's going on, C3? It's Dominique from Charlotte, man. What up, Dominique? This team is so fucking bad, man. So I fucking I mean, no bad. point. No fucking point. I mean, what the fuck? Eddie Canero gets hurt. We don't have a, a kicker on the practice squad. I'm like, we go through this shit every fucking year. No kicker. Once you, once I started starting kicking his hurt, you don't have a replacement. And now we're forced to go on fourth down. And you know damn well we can't convert on that shit. It's just like, it's like everything that we thought didn't go, wasn't going to go wrong today, it went wrong. And I'm just like, I just don't fucking get it, man. This team is so bad. Offensive line can't fucking block an infant. I mean, Icky's got to get moved to guard, man. He has to get moved to guard. Has to. This is unacceptable. Bryce, yes, he made some. He he missed some throws. He missed a lot of throws, but I, I just don't see a quarterback function in this situation, man. I just don't. I mean, this team is bad, man. I mean, I I, I told myself I wasn't even gonna drink today, but fucking. I, I fucking drunk like yeah. I already started drinking, man. I mean, this shit is bad. This shit is so bad, man. I, I'm just done. I'm just going about my Sunday, man. I'm not even thinking about these fucking Panthers anymore, man. I Love you, you, P3, man. Have a good night, man. Yeah, Love thank me. you for the call. Appreciate mm-hmm. you, bro. Uh, Panthers season back with another love bomb, but the 499 says David Tepper acts like a spoiled brat man child. Completely embarrassing. Yeah, man. 
It is. Yes. It is. It sucks, man. It sucks that, well, first, we've all made mistakes and done shit like this, I think, in our lives, like moments that we regret. But it does really just feel like at this point, we're getting a peek behind the window of what that elite aristocracy, like financial aristocracy of the world is like. You know, it's like if there's anything that depraves you morally more than anything, it's got to just be insane amounts of money that lets you to be able to do and be whatever you want. Right. And it's like it not the reason for the season there, by the way. And we'll talk about how imagine this is now every time David Tepper talks about all the good he does for Carolina, I think everybody should just write away. What about that time you threw that drink in that fan's face? Yeah, you spoiled punk. Uh Roosevelt Mongo with the two dollars says Tepper should have threw his drink on Scott one thousand <laughs> percent. How about this? No one has a more punchable face than Scott Fairer. He's such Sean a Payton, bro. Fan. I remain. I believe uh, is the and then Eric uh, with the two dollars says Tepper is a male Karen. All right, that's a good one. That's a good 1, one. One thousand percent. All right, let's go to the next call. Thanks for the donations, by the way, guys. Hey, this is Panther Pickle. Um, I read something a while ago. And I'm going to own up to it. I want everybody to hear it because I don't often say this. But when he was drafted, I said this guy was a running back, not a quarterback. I said Lamar Jackson was trash. I said he was a running back. He really couldn't play good quarterback play. Well, he's probably going to end up being the MVP. And um, Benjamin Pickle was a dumbass. I was wrong. Lamar Jackson is the man, but I still wouldn't have paid him all that money they paid him and gave up all that they. I still wouldn't have done all that. So, well, they're about to win. Y'all have a great one. Uh, you know what? To that, I say. That's what I say to that. Uh, nah, Lamar is doing awesome. I I really think. Uh, what it what time look is everybody's like going crazy about like maybe we should look at the uh Ravens um defensive coordinator. I wonder will when the time comes when we start talking about Todd Monken, their offensive coordinator who was a two time offensive coordinating national championship champion with the Georgia Bulldogs now has come in and his very first season working with Lamar has him playing his best football. Right. I mean, this is his best quarterbacking football, right? He's not just like that first MVP was because he had like a bazillion yards rushing and touchdowns and all of this. He's playing. He's throwing the ball great. They're just dynamic. That's my Super Bowl team. They manhandled the Dolphins, and the Dolphins continue to be a team that just doesn't really show up against big teams. The only team they have beaten that's any good this season has been the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I believe they won that one at home. Right now, this is the last call. So if you got anything to say about David Tepper throwing a drink on the fan or this team's performance, now's your time to get your calls in at 252-228-5098. See what they got to say. It's a Tepper tantrum. And I don't care how many whiskey and coke he drank. Fuck him, bro. He's a piece of shit owner. He's a piece of shit person, it seems like. Dude, fuck him, bro. He's not good at all. He's not good for the team at all. He's a drain on the team, dude. He's draining the fucking life out of the fucking Panthers. He's a piece of shit fucking owner, bro. 
Um, yeah, I mean, you just got to wonder what these guys, how they act and behave behind closed doors. You know, like, you wonder, I wonder what they're like when they get a bad steak that they got to put the ketchup on. They're terrible. Do you know that they're, they're just terrible people, man? And if you guys have never listened to the, well, if you haven't, first of all, you might have listened to the show, but there's a long time ago when David Tepper was first became the owner that he was spotted putting ketchup on the steak. And we give him, everybody gives him a lot of shit. You should get a lot of shit because, like, dude, you're probably putting ketchup on like a $150 steak, by the way, that none of us really get to eat usually. Second, you just ruin a, that poor chef's fucking steak. But you know what's even more hilarious? That he tried to do this. Uh, uh, he had another moment that was a, you know supposed to be better for him. Apparently, before the game, uh, he's just walking through the tunnel. I have the video right here. Uh, he sees a fan that has a sign that says, 2-13, I never missed a game. So David Tepper made sure to speak to him and thank him and go up to him and be like, oh, hey, thank you for your fandom. Ba, 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 ba. Dude, he messed this up real quick, didn't he? I'm trying to look. Someone said it's on USA Today. I don't see it on the US Today Sports slash NFL yet. So we'll see what this is going on. I'm sure all the... The idiot is going to rip him to shreds. And he deserves every single bit of it, man. Jay Thomas with the $10. Uh, We appreciate you, Jay. You're the homie. It says, honestly, I tried to reason with David Tepper because I'm afraid he will move the team to another city. But I would be happy if he was forced to sell to someone else. And here's the thing. We've kind of brought it up before. There aren't many other good options to move a city or to move a football team to. Like, uh, what, the teams that already wouldn't shell out stadiums, you know, like a San Diego or a St. Louis? I don't think that's happening. Mm-hmm. A Sacramento? That's not happening. You're not putting another team in LA. They already have two. It's like the places are kind of limited, but I hear you, Jay. That would be the only stepping stone too far for me as a Panther fan. As of right now, I don't care what I'm going to be a Panther fan, no matter what we end up going through, no matter how many bad seasons. But if he did end up just moving the team somewhere else, yeah, I'd have to reevaluate everything about my fandom to the Panthers. Oh, 100. I will. I promise you this is uh, if they move to another team, I won't cheer for them. Yeah, I won't either. I mean, move to another city. If they move the team like that will break my allegiance, I think. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess do you not almost do you just then become like a gambling or all NFL fan? I don't know what I would do just yet, but that would really be something that I think would be hard for me. To just be like, well, I'm still a Panthers fan, even though they're in Wichita or whatever. They would mean whether it'd be Austin. Just, here's be the Austin. only thing. Here's my only argument that I think that they won't be able to win is how do you justify it, right? They have to get approval from the NFL to actually even move the team. And then what what's the justification? Um I yeah, mean your that, franchise is only making a shit ton of money. Right. And and it's not like um, Charlotte's one of the fastest growing cities in the entire, you know, it has been for the past few decades. Um, I know it probably taken a step back a little bit, uh, because of what happened a couple of years ago with the pandemic. But, um, I mean, I just don't think that you can, I don't think you can make a business argument that it makes sense to move the team. 
This is uh, here are the some of the tweets about this. Joe Person says Panthers owner David Tepper appears to throw a drink into the crowd. Appears did uh, bad bad look. Um, Monty says, "How you pour drinks on fans because your dumbass can't properly manage the team." Uh, Mike Remmer right, says, "Just to see mine. Mine's much more inflammatory." Is this how an NFL owner behaves? Asking from the basement fans. That's awesome, dude. Is a good one there. And Cody's was some real sucker shit. David Tepper mad his team sucks after he tells them what decision decisions to make. F yourself, David. You don't represent the Carolina Panthers. I like that. Is ha- uh, hashtag basement fans want to know here as our owner. Um, man, that sucks. All right. Uh, yeah. All right. I don't really look. Those are all the calls. Um, yeah. We'll be here on Tuesday night at 9 p.m. It's the new year, dude. Uh, happy new year to you you all. I don't yeah. really. Oh, we're supposed to do um, David Dado Ball Out Award and uh, what's our. Oh, it's uh, Tony or Jabroni Picks. Yeah. Jabroni uh, Picks. I think. Can we unanimous, unanimously do the C3 Jabroni? Oh, yeah. On the count of three. One, two, three. David, David Tepper. Yeah. Without question. That's the bro. jabroni what pick. Uh, what a loser. And uh, how about this is to, we also do the David Dotto Ball Out Award. Uh, David Dotto Ball Out Award is given to the player of the game or what we see uh, should be awarded. My David Dotto Ball Out Award goes to the fan that is going to get paid by David Tepper. Go ball out with that just- money. This is what this 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 game has come down to. It's not what happened on the field. And enjoy yourself on David Tepper, bro. <laughs> um, hey man, shout out to Charles June with the five dollars. He said, "Here's my copay. Thank you all for what you do each week. God, it's been hard being a Panthers fan." And look, bro, man, the- C three is here for y'all. Go ahead, TK. I was gonna say, like, you picked the the worst possible state to do that in as well, like. Because you can't drive two blocks in Florida without seeing a uh, personal injury attorney like advertisement. That dude probably didn't even get out of the door before an attorney approached him. Hey, we can we can sue David Tepper if you want. Um, oh, I got one fan in the chat said, "Did we win any prize picks today?" Boy, no, I want dude, I want I a thirty dollar one. No, I want a thirty dollar one that could have been a big big one. Right? Is first. It was a five-pick entry, five-pick flex, $20. Um, the It turned in immediately to a four-pick because Amari, Amari Cooper didn't play. Bryce, uh, Brees Hall immediately got his. DeAndre got his. Baker Mayfield got his. The fucking Philadelphia. I still got $30 out of this 20, which is great, right? So, I mean, uh, but this, the Fucking my jabroni pick also goes to the Philly defense because the Philly defense allowed Kyler Murray to get these eight, 60 yards or whatever in the final minutes of the game and lost the fucking game. That would have hit for like 150 if they didn't suck today. Um, Dude, I, 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 uh, I, I did one that I didn't expect to win. I did all demons pretty much. Uh, I did the over for the Bryce passing yards, uh, the over for uh, Adam Thielen touchdown, uh, 
And uh, yeah, needless to say, neither of those happened. And you got the under for Beth, or no, it was that Trevor Lawrence that was on there first. Like, but oh, yeah. Jeff Bethard. Uh, Barstool has got the video up. It has 1.1 million views already. Good. And let Bro. it go viral, viral. I'm ready viral. for this week. I'm ready to watch Good Morning Football. <laughs> like oh, tomorrow, God. we're gonna come. We're gonna come. We're gonna realize that the new year is gonna start with David Tepper being the villain of the NFL. It was Dan Snyder. He's out of the NFL now. They have to get a new bad guy, and luckily it's Tepper. And I think that uh, I, I think we already all assume that he has a poor reputation in the league. Uh, so we'll see if they can uh, push him to sell. Uh, shout out to the shout out to people in the chat a for being supporters of the show B uh, for using our uh, affiliates to make some money rockhead 81 also a C3 super fan look at that C3 super fan hit uh, prize picks for $500 yesterday if you go to this is actually the final day of our uh, our sponsorship by prize picks where um, for if you go and use the promo code C3, they will match your deposit up to $100 for your first time deposit. And if you guys could go do that and make some money off daily fantasy football sports and use our code, that will get them back next season. Uh, hopefully, maybe even throughout the playoffs if things can work out. Um, yeah, man. All right, that's what I got. I don't really have much other to say about that. Happy no. New Year. Do you got anything else you need to say? Look, man, I'm thankful for C3 Nation. Oh no, I wanted to ask y'all, what's one of the th- okay as we wind oh, yeah. down, as we wind down 20C3, and as we enter into C324, what what's uh one thing that you're hopeful for uh, in 2024 regarding these Carolina Panthers? I mean, right now, after what we saw today, I'm hopeful that uh that uh Scott or uh, that uh, Tepper is going to be forced to sell the team. How about this is that um, if I can hardly see this being something that would cause to sell a football. I mean, that seems like so crazy. I think you can. But is this the moment that forces Tepper unwillingly to step into the back of the organization and be less visible and less present? And if that's the case. That's pretty good. Like he might need to, as a political, financial, and personal decision to just become less involved as an owner, uh, as a fan, as a whatever right here, and just take some time away. I mean, there's, it's not an unprecedented thought that, that he could be forced to no longer be for an almost, you know, I don't know how they would be able to enforce it, but to say that he has no ability to be a part of the, the the interview process of a coach or or what have you i just don't know that you could do that being that he's the owner um i'm concerned i am concerned with like many people i do worry that they're going to take draft picks away from us for this um yeah, that that would that is fucking would be and, terrible and here's the thing that i hate about that is number one they do that david tepper is on the hit list of every panthers fan as far as not legitimately by the way don't take that right, literally yeah. but of the people that we want gone from this organization more than anything in the world. Scott Fitter was at the top of that list right now. If this were to impact our ability to build an actual winning football team, it is going to be David Tepper without question. And those voices are about to get loud as, as all get out. Like I know what happened to Miami. They lost the first round draft pick, 
but they they were a contending team already. Like they had the 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 bones to build a contending team. We do not. And if we get punished because of David Tepper's inability to control his emotions uh, in an in, a, in in an environment where uh, he's actually you know causing harm to fans or or what have you, that is unacceptable. And and we can't continue. That 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 can't be. We've already had a negative opinion about this dude. And this is just piling it on, dude. Yeah. Um, uh, the, my one thing going forward in 2024 is that we want, right? Is that what you're asking for? Hope yeah, for? Like what's something you're hopeful for that you're wishing for, man? We got to look forward to something, man. Looking forward to C324. I hope. Um, hmm. I hope that. I got a simple one. We get Cam Newton on the podcast. That's what I hope for. Oh, C3 fans, make that happen, man. Let's make uh, Cam Newton be aware of C3 Nation. We got to have a dope-ass conversation with him. Um, yeah, man, and then real quick before we get off, uh, Eric with the $5 love bomb says, Cody, step up your prize pick game so you can buy the team. You're right. You're right 1,000%, Eric. Uh, hey, man, who whoever's got five on it, just hit me up. You know what I'm saying? We'll figure this out. Uh, but hey, man, I, I think that's about it, Tony. What were you hopeful um, for? Uh, oh, yeah, I didn't even do mine. See, I'm stupid. Um, I got producer brain. Um, mine's very simple, very to the point. Um, I am hopeful that Scott Fitterer is fired sometime very soon into 2024. If we get that, then that'll be at least enough to. Give me just a listen of hope, man. All right. Great stuff. Uh, thanks for joining the C3 Panthers post game show. My name's Tony Dunn. I'm here. My co-host Cody and CK. We're here on Tuesday nights live at 9 p.m. Um, the film room should be really trashy if this week, if it gets done. And then we got the Friday free for all that. I'm sure will be a bunch of basement fans ready to go after David Tepper. And we'll continue. I got, we got one more post game going throughout or for this season to wrap up finally, but happy new year to all the people uh, that are part of our podcast. Not only the panel that's listening, but all the listeners, all the people that call in, all the people that chat um, and all the people I get to interact with on Twitter. Uh, And really anybody that hears this voice right now is happy new year to you. We'll be here Tuesday night, 9 PM for the longest running Panthers podcast. Take us out of here, Cody. C3 nation. For the final time of the year 2023, we say to you, keep pounding.